Hey, hey, I'm Julia, the owner of Julia K Design, which is a small business specializing in wedding invitation design and calligraphy. If you're an aspiring small business owner, a fellow wedding creative, or just looking for some overall inspiration and insight, Julia's Creative Business Guidebook will bring light to all of the challenges I've faced, the lessons I've learned, and the success I've earned. I hope you'll tune in every week for a new chapter in your guidebook. Hello friends, happy Sunday. It is a beautiful sunny day here and it is bringing me life because it has been gloomy and cloudy for, I don't know, like months I feel like. So it's a lovely day. Um, I feel like I have lived the last, or I feel like I've lived the same day over and over again for the past like week (laughs) because... I have just been so busy with production of so many invitation clients. I don't know why it always seems to work out this way where I'll go weeks without production and it'll just be like heavy computer work and then everything just gets sent to to print at the same time and then suddenly I'm like insanely busy with like six invitation clients in production all at once and that's what's happening right now and that's the phase I'm in and it's especially difficult right now because I have two clients that um, both ordered calligraphy envelope addressing, which is great because I love doing that, but I also like haven't had a calligraphy envelope addressing order in like months and now all of a sudden I get two right in a row and it takes a lot of time. If you're a calligrapher, you know how long envelope addressing takes, so... I have just been cranking through that. I also have wax seals for two clients, which take a lot of time, vellum wraps, which take time, and it's just like, there's a lot going on over here, and every single day I've just woke up and done the same thing, production, all day until dinner, pretty much. So I feel like I'm like living the same day over and over again, and yeah, I am looking forward to seeing the light of the at the end of this production tunnel but I'm not there yet so gotta keep chugging through um not work related but little life related I I guess not I we as in Nick and I are toying around with the idea of buying a house and yeah it's so pretty much like we've been in this tiny little apartment for like two and a half years now and I've bitched about this in many other episodes where I'm just like at the point where I hate living downtown and I'm sick of it and I'm just sick of everything that comes with living in a city and I just want to be not downtown anymore. Um, It's just like, it's just kind of depressing, honestly. Like, and what I mean by depressing is like constantly I'm hearing people fighting with each other. I'm seeing people that are like sad and depressed walking around. Um, There was literally a shooting across the street last week. And it's just, like, it's just not the type of place I want to be. Um, It's nice, like, on the weekends, although we're, like, hardly here on the weekends, but it's nice to, like, on the weekends when you go downtown and you see, like, people that are coming from the suburbs and they're coming to enjoy dinner downtown and they just, like, they look so happy because they're, like, you know, they don't come downtown often and it's cute. But then, like, when you live down here, it's just, like, I mean, I'm not going to speak for everybody because I know some people that enjoy living down here. But us personally, like, we have just, our time of living downtown is expiring and I just want out. But anyways, so 
that's kind of unrelated to that. I mean, not totally unrelated, but so now we're playing with the idea of buying a house and we are not sure hundred percent yet because Nick's work future, like is kind of up in the air in the sense that like his work might relocate him in like 2024. Um, so we won't be in the Lehigh Valley for, we won't be here forever is what I'm trying to say. We have to relocate at some point for Nick's job, but it's kind of like up in the air as to when, when that's going to be. So right now we're thinking like, why don't we look for a different place to live for the time being, whether, whether he does relocate in 2024 or whether it gets pushed back, whatever, we just don't know. So now we're thinking, why don't we look for something in the area? And we went back and forth with obviously renting again or buying a house. And the perk of buying a house is you own a house. That's lovely. But also when we do have to relocate, we would use it as like a long-term rental. So we would, you know, be paying off the mortgage through that plus then having some to help with the rent for wherever we are for his job next. And yeah, we've just like, we've wanted to own a house for like years now. It's just, you know, we're just, we've kind of just been waiting around because we were unsure of like when Nick would have to relocate. But after talking with his boss, it seems like we have more of an agenda. So now we feel more comfortable with seriously thinking about buying a house. So we are looking into what steps we need to take to make that happen. And it's very exciting because there's literally nothing more I want than to own a house. Like, I just am so excited and I hope that it works out because I cannot stay here any longer. <laughs> literally, I can't. So that is kind of like what my week has looked like non-work related. My mind has literally been consumed with like housing and looking into houses and mortgages and what everything looks like and what it's going to look like and what we can afford and all of that. I have just been like, my mind has just been consumed with that. So I guess it's a good thing that my work tasks have been mostly like mindless production stuff. So, but yeah, that is like where we're at with that whole situation. Hopefully within the next few episodes, I can come on and say, it's happening. We're going to buy a house, blah, blah, blah. Right now to give you like a, a idea of like actually where we're at right now, like Nick had called somebody like a mortgage person to speak with them to kind of talk through it because this would be mine and Nick's first time buying a house. So we are completely clueless. We don't know what the process looks like at all. So we're just waiting for somebody to call us back so we can talk about things and talk about our options. So that's where we're at. For this episode today, I wanted to go through an entire step-by-step process of what it looks like to work with my invitation clients. And this was actually requested by somebody on Instagram and I thought it would be fun. I know that like I have talked about like bits and pieces of my process throughout several different episodes, like I've touched upon it, but I haven't done anything where I like totally run through the whole process. So that is what I'm going to do today. I know I've mentioned that I have workflows that, you know, start and happen and roll through the process and I've touched upon those, but I'm really going to give like a in-depth step-by-step at what the process is. First things first, I have to get the client. They can either work with me through for custom wedding invitations or through the invitation shop. And if they come through as a custom client, they would fill out an inquiry form on my website. Once that inquiry form comes through, I send them a customized proposal, which I have definitely talked about my proposals in previous episodes, but I send them a customized proposal and then they agree or they approve the proposal, sign the contract and pay the retainer fee. That's how they book for custom invitations. If they are starting out or if they are a client of the invitation shop, 
it's a little bit simpler. They just simply have to purchase their invitations on my website. And then that's like the start of their experience, I guess you could say. Once I have the client, the first thing I do is send them a welcome email with some housekeeping items. I talked about this in the onboarding episode, so I'm not going to harp on it a lot now, but send them an initial email and then they the first step that they have to do is fill out a initial questionnaire for me and that questionnaire gives me all of the information I need for their invitations. So if they are an invitation shop client, from this point I'm going into the already designed invitation suite and inputting all of their information. So I'm just entering the information that they put in the questionnaire into the file now. If they are a custom client, from this point I am creating some sketches for them and a mood board based on their inspiration and aesthetic and what they're looking for out of custom invitations. I'll send them the mood board and the sketch for custom clients and if it's an invitation shop client I will create their first digital proof. So I do all of the main design in Adobe Adobe Illustrator and then I take the um the work in Illustrator and I transfer it to Photoshop where I create the digital mock-up that you probably see on my Instagram all the time. If you follow me on Instagram, I make their mock-up in Photoshop and then I send them their first round of digital proofs. I send all proofing questionnaires through Dubsado and the questionnaire has an overview of everything and then it also has like a zoomed in photo of everything and it's literally just asking them like on every piece of the invitation suite, I pretty much just ask like, is there anything you want to see change? Is there any information that is wrong? And they just send me back their edits. So maybe like I misspelled something or maybe they, I don't know, changed their ceremony time or something. They will input that feedback into the questionnaire and submit it. And then I will, once I have that submitted, I'll go back into their form or into their um, invitation set. I'll make the edits and I'll send them a new digital proof. I don't have any limits on the number of proofs that clients can have. I know some people will do like three rounds of proofing total and after that it's a fee. I don't do that. I just, I don't want to feel, first of all, I don't want to keep track of how many proofs I've done with each person and I just don't want to feel like I'm rushed or like they're rushed. So I just do unlimited proofing rounds for every client, which I really love. For custom clients, after I send them the mood board and the sketch, they'll give me their feedback and if I, you know, if they're happy with the sketch and with the general direction that we're going in, then I will start the digital design for them. And then from that point, the proofing process pretty much is the exact same between custom clients and invitation shop clients. The proofing process can take anywhere from like three days to like three weeks. It literally just depends on, you know, the client's responsiveness um, and also like how many edits they need. So. A lot of the times, not a lot of the times, but a good majority of the time, like clients, invitation shop clients will already have like all their invita- or all their information like finalized and they'll literally just send it in the questionnaire. I'll send them a first proof and they'll approve it right then and there. So sometimes it's super simple. Other times it's a little bit more tricky. It honestly just depends on the client and things like that. But we'll go through the proofing process. Once we are at the point where they have no more edits, for the invitation suite, then I will send them a correct info agreement, which 
asks for their approval on everything, making sure that everything is spelled correctly, you know, names, dates, times are all correct. I also have them verify the quantity that they need. And then once they sign that agreement, then I send their invitations to print. And at this time, I'm also ordering their envelopes, their wax seals, their vellum wraps, anything else that they added on. I am ordering at this time. I don't order anything until I have that correct info agreement signed from them, just because technically up until that point, they can make changes. So I'm not ordering anything until I have that signed agreement from them. Once I have their invitations back from the print company and I have their envelopes and everything, I will begin production. So that is when I am printing their um, addresses on the envelopes. Sometimes production's really quick and simple and it's as little as packaging up their invitations once I get them back from the printing company and printing their envelopes. But sometimes, most of the time, there are add-ons such as envelope liners, wax seals, vellum wraps, anything along those lines. And that is all stuff that I will take care of in the production phase. So production, again, just like the proofing process, can be anywhere from like three days to three weeks to even like months. It really just depends on the scope of the invitation set. So once production is done, I then will package everything up and ship it off to the client. At this point, for invitation shop clients, I am, I, I mean, I guess it goes, it goes for both custom and invitation shop clients, um, but it also kind of depends on specific clients. But once I ship their package, I'll send them tracking information and I'll include a little tidbit in the, in the email just saying like, hey, just a reminder, I do have day of items available. Like, let me know if you need anything. It's a little bit more in depth than that, but I will send that to any client that I haven't talked to about day of items yet, just to put it on their radar again and let them know that like it is a service that I offer and I can work with them on day of items as well. Once that shipped email is sent to a client, sometimes I'll never hear from the client again and we're done working together. Other times, they will reach back out for day of items. And in that case, our process will continue. So for day of items, it's again, really similar to invitation client or invitation design. I will send them an initial questionnaire for all of the pieces that they have ordered. So this is just a place for them to input all of the details that they need on each day of item. And then once I have all their information, gathered, I will start the design process in Photoshop, or I'm sorry, I will design an illustrator, and then I will create mock-ups for them in Photoshop and send them digital proofs. Again, day of clients have unlimited digital proofs as well, and we'll go back and forth. Day of items are a little bit trickier because a lot of the times clients don't have things finalized until, you know, a week or 10 days before the wedding. So it's kind of on a time crunch, which is a little bit stressful to sometimes, but it's fine. And there tends to be a little bit more back and forth with day of items because as I'm making changes, they are still planning and items are and things are still changing on their side as well. So sometimes a little bit more back and forth, which is why, again, I offer unlimited proofing because I just don't want anybody to feel stressed at all about, you know, like, oh my gosh, we only have one more proof left. We have to wait and make sure we have everything finalized. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to put that stress on anybody. So we go back and forth. And then once the day of items are finalized, again, I have them sign a correct info agreement. That's a very crucial part of any process of a designer is getting their approval to have things printed because otherwise, like, you're going to end up spending a lot of money for reprints and, you know, errors and things like that. So correct info agreements are highly recommended in the design world. 
but yeah, have them sign a correct info agreement and then I begin printing the day of items and yeah, day of items most of the time don't have much production to them. It's more or less just printing the items on the paper and sending it off to them. Sometimes we'll do like die cut items or things that will need like grommets or hand lettering, anything like that will have a higher production time. But most of the time I will send it for day of items, but there are some times when we're in a little bit more of a time crunch and things need to be rushed that my printing company will just ship it directly to my client. I know a lot of print companies offer like blind shipping and that's kind of what this is, is simply just sends the items to the client and they're not including like a receipt or anything because it is going straight to the client. The downside is it's, it's not like packaged up with all of my pretty packaging that I've spent good money on, um, but it does get to the client a lot faster. And that's really all that matters when you're, you know, preparing for things the week of the wedding. So yeah, that is a general rundown of my process. I don't really have much of an offboarding process. So once a client is no longer a client, like we're finished, I pretty much just like move their Trello board or their Trello card to the finished column and I mark their project in Dubsado as completed. That's pretty much the extent of the offboarding process. Yeah, that is that is my process in a nutshell. I hope that that was beneficial. I think I say that every freaking episode. I hope that was beneficial, but I hope it was. <laughs> I just wanted everything to be in one spot and it was requested. So yeah, let me know if you guys have any questions about the process, how, you know, the reasoning behind how I do things the way I do, whatever, you know, I'm an open book. Let me know what you have questions on and I would be happy to help. Next week's episode is going to be tips on productivity and small little things that I do to increase productivity when I need to. So it will be a fun little lighthearted episode. And yeah, that's coming next week. I will talk to you guys soon. Hopefully pretty soon I have some fun, exciting house updates for you guys. But if if it goes anyway, like most things in my life, I'll probably get on and be like, yeah, so we're not buying a house. We're going to stay here forever. That's what I predict is going to happen. Anyways, um, talk soon. Love you guys. Bye. Cheers to finishing up another chapter in Julia's creative business guidebook. I hope you learned something new and will tune in next week for our new chapter. Until then, take care of yourself, do things that inspire you, and never stop creating. If you have any questions about anything I talked about during this episode, please refer to the link in the episode description to ask your question. All questions will be answered at the end of each unit.